Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, an Emotionally Broken Psycho's Patreon exclusive. Join me for the ultimate Team Mom deep dive. This is more than just a recap show. I'll scour the internet to bring you all the best drama that MTV didn't air. From police reports to deleted tweets, I've got the details on all the fights, breakups, and arrests of our favorite MTV train wrecks. If you think the moms bring the drama on TV, just wait until you hear what really happened. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi guys, welcome back. I'm very excited this week because we, thank God, did not have to watch a reunion episode as I am on record as hating. Uh, Luckily, the VMAs was on this week, so I decided to watch an old 16 and Pregnant episode. Well, all those 16 and Pregnant episodes are old. And I reached out to my dear internet friend, Geneva, who's on the line, to watch an episode with me because I consider Geneva to be somewhat of a 16 and Pregnant scholar, where I am not. I watch 16 and Pregnant. I have definitely a basic understanding of 16 and Pregnant, but... 16 and Pregnant for me has always been one of those shows that I watched, like, the episode when it came on, and then I basically never revisited them. But Geneva stays, you stay pretty up to date with a lot of the 16 and Pregnant girls, right? Like, the ones that you're interested in? I stay up to date on the super train wrecky ones, like (laughs) Nicole and Ashley and Jennifer, but there are a few small ones that were fairly normal so I don't really pay attention to that so I think for me why I've never loved 16 and pregnant is because it's just not enough it's just never enough for me I find especially watching them after the fact and then we see like you know the where they now specials and the reunions and then you go on their Instagram I feel like a lot gets left out of 16 and pregnant episodes and they really highly I guess, edit the stories so that they're, like, very streamlined. And I'll definitely be bringing that up in the episode we watched. By the way, we watched Maddie, who is season five, which is the last episode of 16 and Pregnant. She's the first episode. So, I don't know. I just found, like, I would always end the episode and always be like, and now I have a baby, and it's really hard, and I wish I had waited. And I'm like, that's it? (laughs) And that's why I always like Team Mom better, because you get to follow these train wrecks forever. Right. It can definitely be unfulfilling because there's no really closure for some of the girls. It's just like, well, my baby daddy left me as expected. And, (laughs) you know, my parents are disappointed in me. And hopefully I can get my GED. But I wish I hadn't done what I did. And I wish I could go back. And then it turns them into a cartoon character. And then it's kind of (laughs) done. I mean, you can follow them on social media. But other than that, it is. I can I can definitely see why you wouldn't like it as much. Yeah, although there is, I don't know if everybody that's listening knows this, there's a lost season of 16 and Pregnant. They filmed a season after this, an entire season, where supposedly one of the girls was fucking pregnant with quadruplets. Apparently, she, you didn't know this? It was, they actually no. did a whole article on it. I think she ended up only having triplets. But MTV filmed a whole season of 16 and Pregnant, I think three years ago. And it just never aired. They canceled the show. Why would they do that? Why did Team Mom New Jersey never get aired? I don't know, but I remember I used to watch this. I used to use this streaming site that is defunct now. It doesn't exist. And I remember it used to always say, like, season eight. And then it's, (laughs) 
It's so stupid. It would be like season eight, and then there was one episode, and it was just called Rape in All Caps, and then you would click on it, and nothing happened, and it was up this whole time, and it's just like, I think somebody hacked this site. Is anybody going to, like, take this down? It was so weird. That's bad. But, yeah, so I would say, what do you th- are the all-time great 16 and Pregnant episodes? Ashley Salazar's. Yeah, for sure. She got a super long episode too. I feel like, like yeah. she got, and I weird- covered it on this show because remember she got an hour and a half long because she did the whole change her mind on the adoption thing. Yeah, and then she tried to get the baby back again once they stopped filming. You know, I will say Ashley Salazar followed me on Instagram like a month <laughs> after that episode. I was like pretty shocked. She doesn't follow like a ton of people, and also like my Instagram isn't. Uh, like heavily feathers in my hair at all because most people in real life don't even really know I do a podcast like I'm just not I don't know it's not something I like pimp out you know to my real life friends right so when I was like oh holy shit Ashley Salazar she never likes my stuff we like never interact but she's watching that is so weird Especially because I tried to add her on LinkedIn and she didn't add me back, but Farrah <laughs> added me back. So I hate Ashley now. So Ashley definitely, I would say Jordan's, for, I would say this whole season is actually very good. Season five is a good 16 and pregnant season. Who was the girl? She was dating someone and then she ended up getting knocked up by a random and then the guy was still seeing her and wanted to raise the baby. Oh, you like her name started with an L and she was living with her aunt or something. Maybe Lindsay, not Lindsay. I can't remember, but I did like, cause in this season there's the iconic, is it Amber who has the boyfriend that like takes the drug test at like the cracker barrel. That's autumn. The one are they at now girl. Yeah. Y'all hiring. (laughs) Yeah. There's just a lot of, um, I'll say it. Not There's like a lot of white trash in season five. Which is, there for is. me, what I like about 16 and Pregnant. In a way that you get, like, the true essence of just, like, the total white trashness on 16 and Pregnant. Like, they can't they can't hide it on 16 and Pregnant. There was one, though. I don't know if this was season five, but Christina, that's one that I was never able to watch again. That one was just too dark. Was it the one where her boyfriend died when she was pregnant? Yes. He drowned. <laughs> Yeah, and she then got, she had, like caught in a rip tie <laughs> while they were together. Yeah, and she—I don't think she knew she was pregnant yet. And then she already—I mean, like, it was sick. She already had a new boyfriend like with her throughout the pregnancy, which is like—is that necessary? And it was—it was not good. I think they ended up getting married and then divorced her and that new guy. Yeah, and then there was a new one. <laughs> yeah, after. And then in this season, two of the girls end up together-ish I think that was Autumn and Melina I think some people say it's like not true like they were just kind of they just wanted attention yeah I think I don't know I think I'm 50-50 on that because they got a lot of attention and this was when uh, I think a lot of them were still hoping that there would be a teen mom based on their season you know what I like teen mom 3 wasn't that far off from when they shot uh, 16 and pregnant season five because team on three was based on season four so they were probably like i mean we this is a teen mom waiting to happen 
Yep. Unfortunately, though, they got ignored and everybody forgot about them. So, except me, <laughs> which is a shame because they should have waited <laughs> to do Teen Mom three for season five. It would have been much better. They really should have. Or they could have just given it a second season because the girls, all of their lives started going to shit after the first season. Brianna was with shock. Mackenzie was being Mackenzie. Oh, she was getting dry by her hair while she was pregnant in the first fight. (laughs) And Alex, I don't know. They could have gotten rid of Alex, I guess. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, so I, yeah, I, it, when I watch an episode of 16 and Pregnant for Feathers in my hair, I'm always like, I do like 16 and Pregnant. I think the issue is, is when I'm watching it on TV, I'm always just left with like a, okay, like now what type of feeling. Yeah. So let's talk about Maddie, which I wanted to watch because Maddie has the most iconic hairline. That's oh my God, I was waiting for you to say. Ever happened. Now, supposedly, she got a really bad bang haircut, and the hairdresser suggested she just shave off her entire widow's peak and hair area because the bangs were so bad, but I don't think so. I'm pretty sure she did that herself. Exactly. Were the bangs, like, one inch long? Like, why would the hairdresser suggest that? It looked like she literally shaved her entire head. And then just, like, threw a wig on there, and the wig was just, like, sliding back. You just, like, pin it or whatever you do with wigs. It Here, was so Here's why I, like, know for a fact in my heart that she shaved it herself. Because in middle school, I was really embarrassed of my sideburns. So I shaved them, and it looked obviously crazy. And I remember going to my hairdresser, and she's like, what did you do? <laughs> and I have a feeling that Maddie was just very embarrassed by her, like, because she has, like, an extreme, and you can tell, she's, like, an extreme yeah. Fran Drescher widow peak. Like, she's the nanny. You know, like, that was a dramatic widow's peak that was shaved off. And I'm sure she was just, like, embarrassed by it and didn't like having it and just decided to shave it. And it was tragic, and I loved her attempts to cover it up by those thick-ass headbands or, like, an aggressive, weird hair part. Yeah. Ugh. At least she tried. Not to mention, she had that awful, like, blonde on top, black hair on bottom look. Yeah, the broho. Which, that's what they used to call it. It can be cute on, like, a certain girl in the year 2012. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, always styles her hair, like, like a suicide girl. But Maddie yeah. just, like, kept it up in a ponytail. It's like, that's not a cute ponytail hair hair color i'm looking at her instagram right now and she crops all of her photos off at the forehead so she's still trying to hide the widow's peak to this day i swear to god i looked at her instagram today and i took a screenshot of it and sent it to my group text and said this bitch crops every single photo of herself (laughs) every photo of herself is cropped directly above her eyebrows it's startling she needs to just learn to love what she's got. I mean, Janelle did with her <laughs> eyebrows, kind of. <laughs> oh, poor Maddie. Okay, so I want to read the episode description, which on Amazon, they're very funny. Like the one for Jordan, which is uh, the one who is like homeless. And then in the where they now she's like addicted to drugs. She's a mess. And hers is like a girly girl ends up homeless. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> 
So this one says, after a brutal breakup with her boyfriend, Maddie was on the rebound and met Cody. They hooked up after knowing each other for only 20 minutes. She got pregnant. Will Maddie be forced to move in with a guy she barely knows? Which is like, like empty, or Amazon like dragged her. (laughs) They did. First of all, they exposed her because Maddie claims they were together for an hour before they hooked up. Not 20 minutes. So where did Amazon get this 20 minute number from? Like that's a dr- a full on drag. <laughs> <laughs> so Maddie is a pretty like normal middle class girl, I would say. At least like that's how her life seems. Her parents are divorced. Her dad she lives in Chicago in like the Chicago suburbs. Her dad lives an hour away in Indiana. She lives with her mom, her brother, her sister, and then her mom has a three month old baby. Yeah, and she's like eight months old when the baby's three months old. Yeah. The, I mean, eight months pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So her mom was, they were pregnant at the same time, if yeah. that tells you anything, which is always an iconic storyline. If, if it were a couple of years later, she could be on Unexpected right now. Oh, yeah. Don't they have like a dueling pregnancy storyline? They do. Uh, I also noticed her mom seemed very young. We didn't get, I mean, obviously she had a, newborn like she was probably under 45 like although i guess that's not crazy young but i would have pegged her mom at like 38 yeah i can kind of see that uh and we find out she's going into her junior year which puts her on the pretty young side of 16 and pregnant i would say a lot of the girls are going into their senior year or have the baby like in their senior year and this puts yeah. her, like, square in the actually having a birth, like, a baby at 16 camp. Yeah. Uh, we find out she got dumped and was upset. So she trolled on Facebook looking for a rebound. And unfortunately, the first person that answered was Cody, apparently. <laughs> and they had sex one hour later, according to her. And not only did they have sex... But while they were doing it, Cody was saying, ow. So clearly he put the condom on wrong. So he opted not to use one at all. When she, when they were recounting that story, and she's like, well, why didn't you wear a condom? And he said, I tried. And she said, you were saying, ow, ow. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, how did he put, I don't know. Is his dick that big? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's not That was, like, such a confident no. (laughs) I I don't know what he did to mess that up. He probably didn't, like, roll it down. I don't, like... I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not a teen girl and I don't have to have sex with teen boys anymore. (laughs) Like... (laughs) So, we find out she's having a baby girl named Aubrey. Not spelled double E, though. Yeah. And her friends come over, and I wrote down that her friends are, like, full brace-faced teenagers. Like, her friends look like little kids. Yeah, they didn't bother getting glammed up for TV or anything. It was just normal. And Maddie wasn't super glam either. No, not at all, actually. Well, everyday kid. Yeah, which I appreciated. Maddie's 16 and Pregnant felt very authentic in a way. Um, It didn't feel like anybody in her episode was, like, performing for the cameras. Right. Which I I always... Maybe Cody, maybe. Yeah, I think that was more just, like, he was performing for, like, everybody around him. Mm Mm-hmm. 
do you know what it like wanting people around him to believe in like maybe the tv audience to believe that he was like a good dad but i think he would have been doing the same things because he was just trying to like fool these people that didn't even know him right so maddie says i used to be all about sports i could have had a scholarship for my sports which i just thought was a very bizarre way to phrase it like she didn't say what sport like she was implying that she was doing multiple but like honestly if you're doing multiple sports probably not that great because you can't put focus into one specific thing i think she just liked being active in school which there's nothing wrong with that yeah and every 16 and pregnant girl and like especially if they don't have a crazy family hook which i wouldn't say she did needs to have like their identity before they were pregnant and so maddie's was like the sport girl yeah so she says that uh she's hung out with cody six times since getting like since be since she's eight months pregnant and when she found out she said she called him and said you're gonna be a father and he said wow Well, we don't find out on this episode, but allegedly he had gotten some other girl pregnant too, so... Not just allegedly, he did. So on... This is what drives me nuts about 16 and Pregnant. We find out on, like, the After the Labor special, like, the re, of the little reunion they do with Dr. Drew, which, by the way, I watched this one, and he was, like, horrific to Maddie, and was, like, trying to get her to agree to, like, such bullshit to place, like, to placate Cody, even though he was literally hadn't seen his daughter in like 10 months dr drew's like he wanted a paternity test and maddie was like i'm fine with him taking a paternity test i'm just not gonna pay for it like i refuse to pay for it because he doesn't give me a cent towards this kid dr drew goes well why don't you pay for half of it she's like because i have to buy diapers he's the one that wants to know so he can pay for all of it his own self that's exactly it's exactly what she said she said he hasn't given me a dime but in there he goes I don't see why she doesn't trust me with Maddie. I have another, or with Aubrey, I have another baby. And Dr. Drew's like, what? And he's like, yeah, I have another <laughs> baby. And we find out that Cody got another girl pregnant around two months, I think, after um, he got Maddie pregnant. So Aubrey has a sister that's, or a sibling, that's essentially the same exact age. But like, there's no way that drama wasn't playing out. Yeah, I mean... Well, we should probably get further into it. Okay, we'll get, well, yeah. well, well, I, I want to keep going back to that. I think it's like, like in the Mackenzie McKee episode, uh, I, when Marie and I recapped, I like to watch that episode, like knowing that she had had a baby or a miscarriage before she was even on the show. So I do think it's interesting to watch these episodes, like knowing these facts about them that MTV just doesn't share. Yeah, like, I don't know how they managed to hide that. I don't know why Maddie kept that quiet, because I would have dragged him for that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I wonder if maybe he didn't find out until after the other girl had given birth. And then she was like, surprise. I think Maddie claimed, though, that his parents wanted the other girl and the baby to live there, too. They wanted them to all live in there like some weird compound. Oh, God. Oh, God. Okay, so my favorite part of this conversation with her friends is that Maddie says that Cody didn't want it to be his baby, and her friend goes, seriously? And it's like, yeah, bitch, seriously. (laughs) Why would he want it to be his? Why would he want the baby to be his? (laughs) 
of course, of course he wanted the baby not to be his. Like, what teen boys, like, that baby better be mine. I need I that baby to be mine. And I'm not proud of this, but I went all the way back to the beginning of Maddie's Instagram, and she was dating some other guy that she was, like, in love with. He broke up with her, and because I know a lot of people thought that Maddie got pregnant on purpose to be on the show, mm-hmm. but the story that she told us actually pans out. She was dating this guy. She broke up. She was taking pictures of Cody at the gas station being like, my boyfriend. And literally like a week or two after, she's back with the boyfriend she originally loved. So I think she got pregnant by Cody. She got back with her boyfriend, realized she was pregnant. Her only option was to abort the baby or have the new boyfriend leave her because he wasn't going to stay when she was pregnant with Cody's baby. So the story... I'm pretty skeptical about any time I hear, like, someone got pregnant to be on the show. I'm usually, like, pretty skeptical of that. But there is no way with Maddie's mother that she did that on purpose. There's no way. Because as we find out, Maddie's mom kicks her ass out. She's like, no, you're not doing this here. And I, there's no way that somebody who their mom is, clearly she has a mom that follows through. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Clearly, she has a mom that, like, sets boundaries and, like, means what she says. And there was no... Her mom didn't yell at her that we saw. There was no fighting about this. Like, her mom said what she had to say and, like, stuck to it. There was no going back and forth. There was no guilt. There was no manipulation. It just was what it was. And I have a feeling she was like that in everything, you know? Like, that's just, like, the type of parent she was. And so I find it very, very hard to believe that Maddie did would get pregnant on purpose, like, knowing how her mom is. Exactly. And the mom even told her, like, it's just not fair to everyone else in the house. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's just no way. I just, I also don't believe, okay, I'm sure there are some people stupid enough to get pregnant to try and get on this show, because there are a lot of stupid people in this world, and, like, compound that with the fact that they're teenagers, It just seems such an easy thing to say. And as, like, a person that's so entrenched in, like, the 16 Pregnant and uh, Teen Mom fandom, I just really hate, like, really easy gossip that can't be proven at all. And everybody just, like, comes to accept as fact, even though it's based on nothing. And I feel like saying that Maddie or whoever, like, got pregnant on purpose to be on the show is just, like, that easy gossip That people are like, oh, yeah, for sure, even though it's based on nothing. Right. I could see if each season of 16 and Pregnant became a teen mom. But when you just get one episode and you get paid, like, five grand, I just don't see anybody being that stupid. Like, I see somebody getting pregnant on purpose to try to get their boyfriend to stay or something. Yeah. Like, that's stupid, but I could see someone doing that. I can't see someone doing it just for literally like 30 minutes of fame not even 45 minutes because there are you know commercials in there absolutely and also this was before like monetization of social media it wasn't now like people are trying to get on the bachelor even if they don't make it past the first round that's like a guaranteed 50,000 followers you know what i mean like this Mm -hmm. was back before people were selling shit on instagram So now I could maybe see an incentive for, like, really trying hard, even if it's just one special. Like, you can monetize that shit. I mean, we see Nicole 
and she's been showing stuff on her Instagram for years, even though she's she had still won- broke though. Oh, she's still broke. But even <laughs> though she had one, you know, one episode is uh, sexy and pregnant, she was able to stay relevant through being a fucking mess and has eventually been able to monetize her Instagram. But nobody in like 2012 was selling shit on Instagram. There was no spawn con. Right. I mean, Instagram was still pretty new back then. Very new. and there was It just... used to be so new that you could only use it on an iPhone. It wasn't even able to be downloaded on Android. I remember Kim Kardashian, like, always loved her BlackBerry and finally got an iPhone just so she could have Instagram. Like, and would have, like, she had two phones. And she had an iPhone that she only used for Instagram. Like, nobody was, you know, you weren't making money on it. So I just, I just find it hard to believe Although $5,000 changes a lot of these girls' lives for a quick minute. But I don't know. I find I also think that MTV can smell desperation. And it's why they keep dangling shit in front of Mackenzie McKee's face and won't actually give her anything. I think that casting agents for shows like 16 and Pregnant are wary of a girl that's too desperate to be on the show. And I don't think that that's what they want on their shows yeah because what authentic storyline can come from a girl that on purpose got pregnant so she could be on tv and then it makes them look bad as well because then people will be like oh you're not preventing teen pregnancy you're encouraging it yeah i just i think that mtv they had to whoever does the casting you know for the production company i really feel like that they that they became aware of that and who would want you wouldn't want to watch you want to watch some girl in 16 and pregnant that like just happened to fall into this circumstance yeah i don't want to watch somebody that ruined their life on purpose i want to watch like an accident yeah <laughs> exactly so we find out okay so we see a scene of the family eating dinner and i thought that scene was good because it kind of showed like their house it's not like they live in a tiny shack. Like, they live in probably a three- or four-bedroom house, but it showed, like, how cramped they were in her small kitchen or, like, dining room area. Like, they were cramped in there, and I thought it did a good job of showing, like, how tight they were in there because there's... uh, It was five people living in that house, including the little baby. Mm Mm-hmm. And her brother is like, no, I don't like Cody. I'm never going to like him. And I thought her mom was being, her mom, Jennifer, was being pretty reasonable. She's like, well, he's part of our lives now. We should try and like him. And Maddie declares she'll be a really good mom because she's very good with her baby sister. And it's just like, I don't, I don't know if that's exactly how it works. It's definitely not. <laughs> um, Co- Cody shows up for... Cody shows up for the doctor's appointment and they go to the doctor and (laughs) they look at the ultrasound and I thought this was so weird. Maddie was like, the baby looks just like you. She is so delusional. (laughs) Like, also on her Instagram, there's a photo of her as a baby and she literally says, I was such an ugly baby. Good thing that the baby looks like Cody. And she was still pregnant during the time, so she was determined that that ultrasound photo or whatever look like cody baby aubrey looks literally exactly like baby maddie so it's very awkward that she called her own self ugly (laughs) but yeah and he maddie was like he seems really excited to be a dad i thought cody looked like he was gonna pass out during that scene he was just like nervously laughing 
I think he just didn't know how to really act or interpret being there. It was pretty clear that he probably was never at another appointment. Probably no. never saw the baby before. I think she said he wasn't. It was going to be the first appointment that he went to, which I guess means she like was like, Cody, 16 and pregnant is coming. Like, do you want to be a deadbeat dad on TV or what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and the doctor's like, so are you excited to be a dad? And he's like, yeah, like, it's crazy, man. <laughs> like, does anybody ever say no? Why would you even ask that question? Also, he's like a teen, he's a teenager. And Cody, I would say, is like almost the perfect example of a teenage boy. Yeah, he was just so nonchalant. He just seemed indifferent pretty much the entire episode. Like, even when he was angry, he was just kind of flat. Yeah, he was, like, very monotone, very withdrawn. Like, you know, he probably just wants to, like, go smoke pot and play video games with his friends. He wasn't, like, a rageaholic, but he also wasn't nice. He was just, like, exactly what you think of, like, kind of a douchey 16-year-old boy to be. Mm Mm-hmm. Although, he must have been a little older than her. Because it didn't seem like he was in school and he worked at a fast food job but seemed to work full-time. They did say that he worked two jobs. I'm Maybe he was 18. Maybe. I don't think it ever mentioned his age. No. I don't think so either. Which is actually usually not a good sign. I feel like they only don't mention the ages when the guy's, like, significantly older. I can't see him being that much older, though. He still seemed pretty young. Yeah. But you know MTV will like, like on Janelle's episode, they like never mention that Andrew was like a cool 23. That was disgusting. And I'm always going to side eye barbs for that. Like, why would she allow that? Always. Of course. And that wasn't the first older guy that Janelle had been fucking around with, according to the book. No, Portland is a million years old. (laughs) But she had that boyfriend, William, or she called him William in her book. And he was like... Well, her and Cortland, I don't know. Her and Cortland were never actually boyfriend and girlfriend. They just, remember, like, he came on the scene and she was like, he's my childhood sweetheart, but really came out that, like, she had a crush on him when she was, like, 13 and he was, like, 92. Ugh. Oh, by the way, everyone, this week in Cortland News, a.k.a. Janelle's ex-husband, his baby mom, his first baby mom, Taylor Lewis, who was, like, the wildest person to ever be associated with teen mom franchise in my opinion like i'm a real taylor lewis head i love to keep up with her she's like fucking on next level she needs her own episode honestly honestly she was filming some sort of reality show her in Cortland like a year ago which i'm sure never went anywhere but i'm like put it on youtube like i need to see this um but she she came out this week and said that i'm not laughing because this is actually horrific that when Cortland was 23 is when he started sleeping with her when she was 14 and that he like drugged and raped her and that she when she had their daughter jordan she had just turned 16 when jordan was born and Cortland was 26 which yeah math checks out yeah, I he's been around these teenage girls for a while now. She's not the only one. There was Ashley Meeks, too. Yes. It just makes my skin crawl, like, ugh. I think I mentioned 
a long time ago, over a year ago, I did like a Janelle's World episode, and I think Ashley Meeks was mentioned if in there. If not, Ashley Meeks is like from a very specific time in the Teen Mom fandom, <laughs> where like all the Janelle heads were like very involved. And Janelle at the time wasn't so isolated; and she was much younger, so she had like a million people around her all the time. And Ashley Meeks was. The daughter, do you remember this about her? That her mom, the daughter of the bail bonds, bail bonds woman. Her mom was a bail, like a bail bondman, and would bail Janelle out and Cortland out, and was friends with James Duffy. And Ashley Meeks was like a prostitute, maybe. And it was like 17 or 18 years old when this was all going down, and was like very much involved in like the the hater world of Janelle, like the greater Janelle Evans world and like kind of had her own role in like in her own following and like the Janelle Evans Twitter world. Portland definitely knows which girls to target. It's always yes. girls that don't have strong family backgrounds like Janelle. She wasn't close to her mom, Ashley. Apparently her mom slept with Cortland too. So that's a whole nother mess oh over God. there. Taylor was living with some woman named Miss Gray or something, so I don't Ms. know about Ms. her. Miss Gray home, was but... uh, Taylor's foster mom, and yeah. she will occasionally, whenever Taylor like goes to prison or whatever happens with Taylor, uh, Jordan will go to Miss Gray. Yeah, like, Cortland is preying on these girls that don't have a strong home life. He knows that they're into, like, older men because they probably think that it's a stable. He's just disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, he's disgusting. And I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but his now wife, like, went on Twitter and said she left him because he beats her up and, like, all this terrible stuff. And then, of course, they're back together. It's, he's, like, such a mess. And it's sick that, like, people still give him attention. And he, like, tweets about Janelle all the fucking time. And, like, even when his ex, his wife, ex-wife, whatever, like, got on Twitter and was like, I left Cortland because he beats me up. People were responding like, well, did Janelle have anything to do with it? It's like, Jesus Christ. These people have nothing to do with Janelle. It's just a mess. He needs to just, like, go to jail forever. He's forever. not contributing to society. He's just, like, a loser. He's always begging for money online. It's pathetic. Yes. Nobody's going to miss him if he's in jail. And the crazy thing is, is that, like, some of these people hate Janelle so much and are so pathetic that they, like, give him money and, like, follow, like, like, tweet with him and interact with him and hold him up to, like, on some, like, pedestal. It's so bizarre. I remember when people were, like, writing him letters in jail and stuff and getting letters back. Yeah. And, like, posting the photos on Twitter as if it was this huge accomplishment to be speaking to Cortland. Sick. It's sick. Okay, so we're off track, but you and I can yeah. never, um, like, have any sort of conversation and not get to Janelle because... I know. Because <laughs> we're both Janelle scholars. Like, what are we going to do? Not talk about Ashley Meeks? <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I will, Oh, but... Oh, it's after the doctor's appointment, and Cody and Maddie are back at her house, and Cody's like, time's really flying for the pregnancy. And she's like, that's because I haven't seen you in months. Exactly. And then he didn't even respond to that. He was just, like, silent. Because <laughs> what was there to say? <laughs> oh, so I, at this point, wrote down, why didn't Maddie get an abortion? Which, to me, is always, like, the number one question that I have when I watch 16 and Pregnant. 
I think probably she just couldn't handle it. I just, I wrote it down and then I was like extra feeling it when she then sits down with her mom for this conversation where like the voiceover says like her and her mom are going to sit down to discuss their plans because the baby's due in like a, a month. And I, okay, so sometimes in some episodes, the parents will say like, I asked you if you wanted to get an abortion. I offered to take you to get an abort- abortion. Um, Ashley Salazar's mom said that. That mm-hmm. she, like, would have taken her to get an abortion, which, like, oh, God, Ashley Salazar's life would have been much better if she had gotten an abortion. But uh, her mom, Maddie's mom seems very level-headed. We don't hear any talk about babies are a blessing, this is God's choice, um, or something like, like, in Chelsea's episode, Randy says, like, we don't get abortions or something like that, like, Oftentimes, they'll at least acknowledge uh, why, not necessarily, like, they maybe won't say, like, I didn't get an abortion because I'm pro-life, but they'll be like, I just couldn't get an abortion, or whatever. But in this episode, like, not parenting literally is never mentioned. I think that Maddie just didn't want it, because even when her mom was saying that she felt like her life was ruined. Maddie's like, it doesn't mean my life is ruined. I can still do the things that I want to do. I think that Maddie didn't see having a child as that much as a hindrance. So she wanted to keep the child. I don't think that she saw it as a burden or anything. I think that once she found out she was pregnant, she just wanted to keep the baby. That's all I can really guess. Because it wasn't really discussed, but I mean... Some people, even though they are pro-life, they don't feel like they could get an abortion. They don't feel like they could go through with it or they would feel guilty. Maybe Maddie's just one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, like, hating on that. I just wish that it had been a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I I don't like when they don't even talk about it. I think that it's very important to at least acknowledge it. And I just was surprised because I thought her mom... So, basically, what her mom says is, like, the one thing that I told you is that, like, you cannot get pregnant and live here, which also kind of makes me feel like she was a younger mom because she seems so strict about it, and I feel like that oftentimes is the case. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And when she – her mom is speaking so rationally, like, you're making a bad decision, you're ruining your life, and so I was wondering why – Usually in that con- that conversation, because every this conversation happens in every sixteen and pregnant, uh, where they have to sit down with their mom and discuss like why they had a baby, how they told them they're pregnant, like what the consequences are, what they're gonna do to raise the baby, and almost always in that conversation they will at least mention like, well, why not adoption? Why not abortion? And I was just surprised that it wasn't mentioned ever. Well, maybe it wasn't an option. Maybe Maddie wasn't showing until, you know, four or five months. The Janelle Evans. Too late, yeah. The Janelle Evans move. Yeah, wait until your mom walks in on you in the bathtub. (laughs) Yeah, when you're six months pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I don't know, I was surprised that they didn't bring it up at all because I I really feel like Maddie was kind of a good candidate for it because she did, she seemed to come from like, like I said, like a normal middle class life. Her friends seemed like really normal. It didn't seem like there was a big contingency of like teen moms. Yeah. 
like in Chelsea, like if you watch Chelsea's early season, like she's constantly surrounded by teen moms. She is. All of her friends were. Yeah. And besides, yeah. besides Megan, but then she became like an early 20s mom or yeah, 19. Like a 19. Yeah. Maybe she had that baby when she was 20, but she was yeah. very young. And like she's always around other teen moms and a lot of the girls end up being that way. And I was just it doesn't seem like that case at all with Maddie. Yeah. She kind of seemed like an outlier in her little group. Yeah. So Maddie's mom basically says like, you cannot live here and have a baby. And I thought then she was going to be like, well, but now we're here. Like, I know I said that, but now we're here. And she says, you have to be out after one month. Yep, and Maddie even said, like, well, things change. And I was like, no, this isn't changing. (laughs) (laughs) And I will say, I felt a little bit like her mom was trying very hard to teach Maddie a lesson. And I'm not sure. Sometimes I felt like when I was watching her mom, like, what, like, her mom was trying to win a little bit and, like, be right. And I wasn't sure, like, what her end game was. I kind of thought like that at first too but then later once Aubrey was home and you know once Aubrey was finally quiet the other baby was screaming I can see how that was the best environment for the other baby when the other baby's waking her up and also Maddie's other two siblings yeah and it's not fair and the mom like the mom first has to protect her infant baby and like I I get that I just felt like there are a couple times that I I felt like her mom was kind of going overboard to like prove what a bad situation it was but I don't know I guess I also can't totally blame her because her daughter got knocked up by some random guy that she didn't even fucking know I mean it's one thing for your 16 year old to get pregnant by her boyfriend but like imagine how crushing it is for your 16 year old to be like I met a I got pregnant by a guy that I met one hour before we had sex I would be so mad so mad um i did think it was kind of funny when maddie kept saying you make it sound so negative and her mom's like because it is negative i think maddie was embarrassed because the cameras were rolling but the mom stuck to her guns yeah i think that i agree i think maddie was embarrassed and i think maddie is like she seemed i was like maddie was like impressively strong-willed in some areas and I found her, like, total disdain for Cody to be, like, kind of endearing. (laughs) She was, like, one of the only moms on this fucking show that, like, was not here for her, the baby father's, like, ain't shit attitude. You know what I mean? Like, when he would just, like, start going, she'd be like, okay, bye. Like, I have no feelings for you. I don't want to be with you. Like, I don't really care if you're mad at me bye and i did find that endearing because it's so rare on these shows these shows are always girls just like begging their awful baby dads to love them yeah maddie was kind of weird that way because she would be so logical at some point she'd be like just because we have a baby doesn't mean we have to be together we just need to focus on her then on the other side it's like you don't want to be with him but you committed to having a child with him that you're gonna have to deal with him for 18 years so she was weird in that way but i really liked it that she refused to give her the baby's last name yes i love that um so her mom is basically just like 
very steadfast on like i have no room to have a baby here and i believe it i bet they are crammed in there and i wonder if she was already sharing a room like with her little sister you know and i would bet like the littlest baby was in with the mom like they were crammed in there yeah and it wasn't i mean it's one thing to like have you know a lot of kids when they're little but it was like teenagers and adults in that house like there was not room for more people yeah the dad definitely had more space yeah so her mom says her two options are basically like or well i think what her mom wanted from the get was for her to go live with her dad and she's like well maybe i'll live with court or cody i don't think the mom thought that she would ever really go through with that no, because I think her mom knew that she didn't give a fuck about Corey. Yeah. Cody, not Corey. So Cody comes over to talk and Maddie is, I think this is like when Maddie has the realest realization of like how much of an idiot Cody is and how he does like nothing for her and that he's a literal stranger to her because she is like so stressed out and crying about where she's going to live. And he's like, just calm down. Like, don't be upset. He's just like, live with me. I want this. He says, Maddie can move in with him. And she's like, but how can we sleep in the same bed if we're not together? And he's like, I'll sleep on the floor. And then he was like, he would sleep on the floor. He said that she would sleep on the floor. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So he said, you can move in. I'll talk to my parents. My mom will babysit and she'll love it. And I was like, ha 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 ha. And then I realized like, no, he was literally right. Which was so weird, but we'll get to that. So weird. So she's like, well, I told my dad that I was going to move in with Cody, and he immediately drove an hour to talk to me. Yeah, he was just like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. And I I do get, and especially when we see her eventually move to her dad's and, like, how isolated she is, like, I can understand why she did not want to move there. Um But also, like, at the same time, another reason, like, what were you doing having this stranger's baby when you knew your mom would not let you live at her house? She didn't want to leave her friends because it was an hour away. But, I mean, it's what she had to do. Cody is not an option. Yeah, and I, like, I'm glad that she realized it. But when they, like, she doesn't have any friends there. She doesn't have a car. She doesn't work. She doesn't go to school. Like, it seemed like she sat in that house like all day every day in the basement yeah (laughs) so uh, her dad is just like he's not thrilled and maddie's like well i mean it's probably not gonna work but i need to try and do it and it's like do you yeah (sighs) i didn't think it needed to be done but so cody's parent cody and his parents come over and they have like a group chat and her mom is like, so you're really okay with her moving into your house? And her mom and Cody's mom goes, she can move in like now if she wants. That was, I don't get it. They're Jennifer, just... Jennifer, uh, Matt, Maddie's mom did not trust her for a second. Did you see like how uneasy she was with that whole conversation? And she was like, why are these people so okay with this? Yeah. Why are they so excited? Yes, they were excited. His mom was super excited. Maybe they didn't teach their son the sex talk on purpose because he they wanted him to make all those babies to put in there. <laughs> uh, 
So Cody said he wants to be with Maddie, and I was surprised to hear him say that because I was like, I think that was just like for the cameras and his parents because I was like, what do you, what does he mean he wants to be with Maddie? Like Maddie makes it seem like she hasn't seen him in months. I think that he just wants to be traditional. Like he insisted on having the baby have his last name because he's like, what kid do you know that has a mom's last name? So I feel like he thought that they had to be together since. She was pregnant or something, so he was just going through the motions. I don't think he genuinely wanted to be with her. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Cody is, like, also... It's very hard for me to, like, understand teen boys. <laughs> like, their motivations for anything they do, especially on this show. <laughs> and Cody is right there with me. Um, so... Maddie's like well I can live there if we're not together and even Cody's mom's like hun that's not gonna work and Maddie's like I'll just bring my own bed and Jennifer's like in his tiny room you're gonna have your own bed Maddie's refusing to let this dream die right now yeah I think um Maddie's very stubborn like very stubborn and just wanted to be right and like prove her mom wrong yeah, but that didn't happen, but oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, so it's the first day of junior year, and Maddie's, like, crying that she doesn't want to go. And her mom really bothered me in the scene, because she's like, why don't you want to go? It's like, because she's fucking eight months <laughs> pregnant. What do you mean? Why does the 16-year-old girl not want to go to school when she's pregnant? Like, I think it's pretty obvious. Well... You gotta finish school, and you bought this on yourself, Maddie. So, show everybody that, Tummy. She was like, don't you want to see your friends? And Maddie's like, it's not about seeing my friends. It's about seeing everybody else. Yeah. And she said (sighs) she would feel uncomfortable, like, trying to put her belly in the desk. The, like, attached desk. I'm sure that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, poor Maddie was, like, sitting and getting... I mean, it's a lot, like getting up and getting down all day and walking in the hallways and being in those cramped desks. I don't know. Cause you have to imagine, I do kind of love when they're like uh September, October babies. So, you know, they left school, like not that pregnant looking and probably still like pretty much able to hide it. And then they show back up for the new year and they're like eight months pregnant and everybody's probably like, Holy shit. Yeah. Everybody's talking about them, including the teachers. There's no way that, so after school she meets up with her old softball friends and they talk about her stretch marks and that she's only gets six weeks off for the baby being born and she thinks it's going to be too much so she's going to try and do online classes what she does end up doing yeah um cody calls her and says let's go on a date like now mtv Hot, obviously. <laughs> MTV's like, yo, we're all filming today. Like, you gotta take her out today. <laughs> yeah. And Maddie's like, no, I'm very busy here. As she yeah. just like, sits on a bench. <laughs> <laughs> and, but they go. They go to a pizza place and Maddie's like in full sweatpants. I loved it. I have to wonder if Cody paid though or if they split it. No, MTV I'm sure paid. Oh yeah, true. No one wanted to go on the date. It was for free. He's like, I haven't been able to afford to go out to eat in years. Like, let's go. MTV said we could spend $60. (laughs) We're getting apps, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
I would do it. Oh yeah, of course. So they're at they're at the the restaurant and Cody basically asks like, "Well, why don't you want to be with me?" And she's Maddie's just like, "You know what? I'm just literally like really not concerned about us right now. I'm concerned about this baby." And you should be concerned about this baby, too. And Cody, like, implies that he needs to know if they're together or not so he, like, knows to care about the baby or not. That was so stupid. And then when she calls him out on it, he's like, no, that's not what I meant. Well, that's <laughs> clearly what he meant. Yeah. He said, well, my, I think he said something about his attitude changing depending yeah, on if they're like, together or not. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Which is, like, a horrific thing to say. (laughs) It's like emotional blackmail. If you're not with me, I'm not going to care about my baby anymore. Oh, God. It's like, this is why 16-year-olds should not have babies. Like, okay. I, like, whenever I watch these shows, I think about how awful my teenage boyfriend was. My boyfriend from high school. And then I think about how awful, like... An immature I was and how like the fights we would have over like him not IMing me back in time or like not having me my name big enough in his AIM profile and then I think about us like fighting over how we're gonna raise a baby (laughs) yeah I can't I can't I cannot imagine it yeah I I couldn't be a teen mom for sure no I mean and I I've definitely talked about this on the show like I wouldn't have been a teen mom. Like, I would have gotten an abortion. That's just how it was in my family and honestly, like, how it was in my town. I There was one girl in my in my senior class that got pregnant when we were seniors. And, I mean, I'm and carried her baby to term. And I'm sure there were other girls. I had a pretty big class, so I'm sure there were girls that, like, got pregnant and dropped out and just, like, nobody noticed. Uh, or, like, I didn't notice because it was a big school. But, like, girls in my high school just didn't, I don't want to say they didn't get pregnant. I want to say they didn't have babies. Because I'm sure they got pregnant because teenagers have sex and teenagers get pregnant. But there was no, besides the one girl, like, girls in my high school just didn't have babies. It just was not done in our town, in our socioeconomic level. Like, we were going to college, and then we were going to grad school or getting job. You know what I mean? Like, that just wasn't an option for, like, the life that I came from. I can think of two girls in my high school that got pregnant. But other than that, I can't think of any other ones. Yeah, I think it just really depends on, like, where... I mean, I think it depends on socioeconomics. And, like, the reality is it's, like, I came from an upper-middle-class upper town. And, yeah. like, you would have gotten an abortion like it just was the way that it was and i do think that's an interesting thing about this show is and that's why i've always liked 16 and pregnant and then teen mom is because to me it's always kind of been like a sociological study uh of like how obvious it is like the girls backgrounds and how it affects them and I will say, though, that Maddie is kind of an outlier, that her life seems very normal. It does, but there are a few outliers on the show, like Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah, but then you realize, like, Chelsea and Macy, but then you realize, like, oh, they're desperate to be in love. Yeah. And uh, Matt, that's, like, what 
Maddie seems to have two involved parents. Like, she has a loving family. She does sports. She probably does okay in school. And she doesn't care about this guy. And that's what sets her apart, I think, so much from almost all the other 16 pregnants is that she doesn't, like, Chelsea, I'm sure, got pregnant on purpose. I think, not to yeah. Not to be on 16 and pregnant, be, to trap Adam. That's what I think, too. Which, I don't like the phrase trap, but, like, truly what she was trying to do. <laughs> like, she wanted Adam to be a family with her. And I think she got, I don't know if she, like, consciously got pregnant on purpose. You know what I mean? I but like, I'll, I'll go on and say it. I think that. Yeah? Yeah. I, I'm unsure of it. I think I can see that, but I think the more likely scenario is that she'd be like, oops, on not taking her birth control. And then, like, be like, well, if I got pregnant. I mean, apparently she had a teen, a, like, teen sister, like a teen mom sister, Emily, so. Oh, well, don't say that to Chelsea, because Chelsea will make it very known that Emily turned 20 when she became a mom. Get over it, Chelsea. <laughs> she got pregnant at 19. <laughs> and even so, getting pregnant at 20 is very young. It is basically you can't even drink yet yeah that's basically being a teen mother so yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised if chelsea was just like it would be so cute to have a baby well she learned her lesson (sighs) did she she did a little she had to suffer (laughs) a little bit so god i would love to know what chelsea's life would look like without like teen mom fame she would be living in, like, a cracked-out house with Adam yelling at her in his wife beater, constantly driving off, and there'd be, like, three other little Aubreys. Yeah. Yeah, probably. I wonder if her dad would have ever cut her off. He probably wouldn't, but she would have run away with Adam, and Randy just wouldn't have contact to help. Yeah. So... Cody and Maddie start talking about the baby's last name and Cody's like, well, yeah, of course the baby's going to have my last name. And Maddie's like, no, I don't think so. (laughs) (laughs) And Cody's like, no, but like she has to because I'm here and I'm around. And Maddie's like, well, no, I, I wanted to have my last name. And he's like, but all girl, all babies have the guy's last name. (laughs) Yeah. And she tries to placate him by saying, you know, if we actually are together for a while, we can always change her name down the road. But that wasn't good enough for him. He wanted no. it then and now. He said, you're being very disrespectful. As if this is all about him. Yeah. And this, like, honestly, Maddie giving that baby her last name was the smartest thing she ever did. It really is. I know that she had to be relieved over that. Yeah, she was. And that's what I mean, like. I was impressed with that. Very few of these moms, like, they make these declarations and they don't follow through with them. They do. The only ones I can think of are Brianna and Janelle. Oh, yeah. Brianna didn't even put his name on the birth certificate. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's crazy that she did that. I mean, it's not crazy, but, like, it's crazy. It's not crazy in real life. It's crazy that she did that, like, on TV. Yep, she was trying to make a point there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I'm pretty surprised, actually, that Janelle gave Jace Evans. 
I mean, but also because Andrew was there, like he, he was, was tending to be good at the moment when they were he, in the hospital. He was. I'm trying to remember. I wonder if Andrew just like didn't care, and Barbara was like, "The baby's last name has to be Evans," and Janelle was like, "Okay," and Andrew like didn't protest, so it just was never a fight. And Janelle just like let Barbara make that decision. It's possible, but Andrew seems like the type that would act like it was a big deal and then never appear again. Oh. Of course, that's exactly what Andrew... I mean, that is almost what Andrew did. (laughs) Yeah. He, he like, showed up for Jace's birth and then, what, never saw him ever again? Well, he broke into the daycare that one time, but... What? I don't think I know about that. You never heard about that? He went into the daycare and tried to see Jace, and the daycare told Barbara, and he wasn't on the the list, people that see it. So Barbara, like, freaked out. And then Barbara went to radar. (laughs) (laughs) Barb, I can just imagine Barb getting home and, like, scrolling through her cell phone. I just picked up my phone to, like, violently scroll and, like, picking (laughs) up. And she's like, Amy, if that's, like, the radar lady's name, I've got something to tell (laughs) you. You know she does that. She does. She's always selling stories on there. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Oh, by the way, this week Janelle posted a picture with her, Barbara, and Jace, like the other day, yesterday actually, Thursday, which I'm hoping was post to maybe a joint therapy session with all three of them. I think that would have been great. But people online were like, "Oh my god, I can't believe Barbara's doing that," and it's like she loves this drama. I just don't understand when people will not realize that Barbara one wants to film because she wants the MTV paycheck as much as everybody else on this show. And, like, why wouldn't she? And, two, like, she loves the chaos that is her relationship with Janelle. They just hate Janelle so much that everyone else has to be 100% perfect. Oh, it's so annoying. That's my biggest pet peeve about Teen Mom. They're, like, obsessed with Janelle. It's just weird. And not in, like, a good way. Like, people obsess over her. Like, every tweet she writes there has to be some analysis of it it's like who cares she posted herself doing um like the kiki dance today and people on reddit were like she looks like a fucking idiot i would i would hope my kid would run me over with my car if i ever did that and it's like okay first of all the amount of people who apparently have never seen the kiki dance videos is staggering to me i'm like don't you guys go on the internet like do you never pull up any website because this shit has been everywhere for like a solid two months? I never want to see it again because I've seen it so many times. And people are like, she could cause a car accident, even though she's like pulled over to the side of the road, like in the fucking backwoods where she lives. And then it's people just, are hoping she gets hit. <laughs> yeah. People are like, she's disgusting. I can't believe she did that. Her kids are probably sick watching her do that. It's like, no, her kids probably laugh because they're literal children. Everything with her is just excessive. People, I don't know, people are just, I don't know, enamored with her. They either are obsessed positively or they hate her. Yeah, also, she, like, posted some fucking YouTube video and David's, like, mocking Chinese people's accents in it. It's so bad. He's so bad. I hate David so much. I do too. Like, I don't even talk about him because he's irrelevant to me. I don't bring him up. But people, even though he's off the show, 
and people claim that they hate him, they're talking about him constantly. I wish we could just, like, never see or hear from David ever again. And I hate that his, like, racist rants are always getting reposted and reposted and reposted because it's, like, I know. Like, he's racist and he's homophobic and, like, us discussing it, like, doesn't do anything. I just have to read this bullshit. I know, like, I wish people would stop giving him attention and just pretend like he didn't exist. That's also the thing. So somebody this week asked me, like, do I think that David really believes this stuff or he's trolling? And I think it's both. I think he believes it enough that he, like, can, he believes it enough that he, like, generally agrees with it. But he, before he started getting all this negative attention for, like, posting his political views, like, he never really posted about this shit. And I bet in real life he, like, doesn't talk about politics at all or, like, any of the gross stuff that he posts. I bet he doesn't act or talk like that in real life. He just loves trolling and he loves the amount of attention that he gets. But that's not okay because he's still spreading, like, racist, homophobic, hateful garbage. And he's still putting that out in the world and sharing that. So that's not me, like, justifying it. But I do, and so I think he, you know what I mean? Like, even the worst trolls, like, if they post something racist, it's like, you have to be racist to, like, be able to troll that way. But they're being excessive for the reactions. Exactly. And I wouldn't be surprised if, like, in his regular life, like, him and Janelle don't talk about politics at all. Ever. They probably don't. They're just obsessed with drama, so they say stuff that they know is going to rile people up. And exactly. people keep following, like, they keep falling for it. Like, just ignore him and pretend he doesn't even exist. That's going to make him the most angry. Like, you talking about him, that's what he wants. If he got no comments on, like, that racist shit that he posts and, like, the stuff about, like, MTV being hypocritical, like, if he got no comments, I think he would move on to a new way to troll. Probably. I don't even know why people are looking at this stuff. I don't look at any of his crap because I don't care. Ugh, he sucks. Christ. Okay, so back to Maddie. <laughs> I know, I hope we keep getting off track. So it's homecoming, and she's like, I'm not feeling up to it, but I'm still going to my friend's to try on a dress. And she says she got a size 11, which, like, I haven't even thought about odd number sizing in so long. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, like, it's junior sizing. Like, Uh-oh. on the odd numbers, like, ones, threes, fives, um... Do you remember the store 579? No, I don't think we have that here. Oh, well, there used to be a store in my mall called 579. I don't know if it only sold those those sizes, but it was like a juniors type, like a wet seal type store. I think wet seal had like odd numbers in it or like Macy's in the junior department. Oh. So she says she got a size 11 dress, which is 10 sizes larger than she normally wears, which it's like, no, it's five because you're like going up odd numbers, but it's okay. And also like, I don't understand why these girls think they can just like buy larger size dresses and it will like, ma- it will f- like pregnant bodies are unique. <laughs> you can't just buy like a formal dress or like a cocktail dress and just buy it in a size 10 or 11 and think it's like, because it fits over your waist and your belly, it's going to fit you anywhere else. Yeah. It's like when, um, on Young and Pregnant, when, what's her face? Why, why, can I think of her name? Lexi went dress shopping and she's like, well, I'm a size two. And the lady was like, no, I don't think we have a dress that will fit you. 
And then Lexi was getting mad over that. Yeah, and she's like, well, it's not really, like, that poor dress shop lady was like, it's just, like, not elasticy right here. <laughs> she's like, this bitch is going to rip a $400 dress. She was going to, just because she didn't want to get a bigger size. And not even a bigger size. Like, the reality is you can get, like, it's not just, you know, like, it's not just a bigger size. Like, some of these are just not meant to fit over largely pregnant bellies. If there's no, like, give to it or stretch, yeah. Yeah, because they're supposed to be sleek even on a fat person. Yeah. So, we find out that she doesn't go to the dress because she just, or the dance, because she just doesn't feel comfortable in it. And we find out Cody apologizes the next day. And then they go to the house to see plans for Aubrey's nursery. And now, this is what I want to talk about for years. Cody's family built walls okay first of all we saw the outside of their house and it was small it was like a one-story probably two-bedroom house like it was a small house and we see they turn their dining room into a nursery which including literally building walls in their home well they claim it was a dining room but there was a fridge in there like an alcove off the kitchen like i'm sitting in i'm at my dad's apartment right now and i'm sitting like in the dining room but it's, like, just where you eat. Like, this isn't a dining room. Oh, okay. So I think that's what it was for theirs. You know, like, just, like, an eating kitchen area. And they also said that the walls, like, were going to be built in, like, a day. So I don't know if they made them themselves. <laughs> but they also said it was going to be super expensive. He said, she's like, well, I can't really envision it, you know, without the walls. And the dad goes, well, they're going up tonight. Yeah. And I was like, what? I don't, I mean, I don't understand anything about construction. I'm wondering if they put up, like, modular walls. Like, you would have have no idea. Like, cubicle walls, you know? I have no idea what they did. But there's another baby anyway, so who cares if Maddie doesn't show up? Yeah, that, I will say that made me feel a lot better (laughs) when I found out about the other baby. Maddie's, okay, here's what I want to say. Maddie's mom should have stepped in and never let Maddie agree to move into Cody's house and let his parents spend that money making the baby's room. Yeah. It was kind of cruel. They they just shouldn't... What they should have done is when Maddie moved in, had the baby sleep with Maddie, you know what I mean? Like, for, like, a couple weeks to see how it goes, they're all in one bedroom, and then, like, if everything's okay, then they build the baby's room. It was... I don't understand why his parents were so willing to do it. And I don't, I really, I think that Jennifer, Maddie's mom knew the whole time that she was not going to be like moving into Cody's. And that was like probably never going to happen. And she shouldn't have let it like spin so far. I agree. But I'm also wondering if they possibly knew that the other baby. Right. I'm wondering if they knew that other baby was going to be in there too. So they didn't feel bad since they were making it anyway. But it's impossible to know since MTV didn't film that. And that could also be, like, from his parents' point of view, where they're like, well, I mean, we're about to have two grandbabies. Like, they're going to be coming over, spending the night. Like, we might as well do this. That makes way more sense than just doing it for Maddie and Aubrey. Because I was like, well, why are they, like, building Aubrey a room? She's a newborn. Like, won't she even be sleeping with Maddie? Yeah. And I also thought it was weird that, like, they were having – that also makes sense. Because now that I'm, like, putting it all together and thinking about it, 
it makes more sense that they were building this like with the plan of having the other baby there too because I kept thinking, well, why doesn't she just sleep, like, get a twin-size bed and sleep in what's going to be Aubrey's room? Like, why is there such big drama about, like, if I'm going to sleep in the same bed with him, if we're going to sleep in the same bedroom, like, why wouldn't she just sleep in Aubrey's room? But maybe that was never an option because there was going to be a second baby in there. Yeah, I really wish MTV managed to film that because... This is going to just be a huge question mark. There's too many holes in this story. Yeah, because I will say, like, I thought of that right away. I was like, why doesn't she just sleep in Aubrey's room? And, like, when they show it at the end of the episode, like, it was small, but it there was enough room in there for a twin-size bed. There definitely was, because it was that entire dining room area. Yeah. Hmm. It must be that it was like, okay, well, we're going to build this for, like, our grandbabies. Yeah. And, like, if you want to come stay in his room, like, it's fine. And his parents are like, so you're sure, like, we should spend the money? And she's like, yep, go ahead. They shouldn't have left that up to her anyway. I agree. Like, if they wanted to do it, they should have done it. I agree. And I didn't really like at the end when his mom was like, well, she could have let us know before we sent the money. And it's like, that was your choice to spend the money. Right. Like, you can't go in the word of a 16-year-old girl that's pregnant. Right, and in this specific situation, did you really think she was going to come over there? I don't know what they thought. I find his parents very intriguing. Yeah, there's just, there's a lot to unpack there. I think I would have liked to see more with his family. Like, in an extended episode, I think his family had some good, had some good 16 and pregnant moments in there for them. You know, like, they seemed a little trashier, a little more willing to, like, talk shit. (laughs) Yeah, they should have had him asking Cody about his whole condom situation. Yeah, I mean, imagine if they had gotten the other pregnant girl to agree to film and we got a double 16 and pregnant episode. Of her and Maddie just yes. Cody together. <laughs> yes! I That is like a dream 16 and pregnant for me. Make it an hour and a half long and follow both moms and the one baby dad. That's iconic. That girl was so selfish not to give us this. We needed it a lot. Can you believe that we didn't get that? I mean, imagine how interesting that would be. It would have been interesting. Then we could have seen Maddie and the girl interact. We could have seen how his parents are interacting with both. And then if they had happened to all live in that house together. We deserve that. We did. Hey, guys, to hear the rest of this week's episode, come on over to patreon.com slash e b psychos thank you all so much have a great week bye this has been an episode of feathers in my hair an emotionally broken psychos patreon exclusive executive producers molly mcleer and liz bentley produced by nicole matthews special thanks to sarah D. Giovanna for our logo head on over to our patreon page for more rewards www.patreon.com slash ebpsychos and come on over to our Facebook page for more discussion.